the story behind the story in faith, culture, news, and entertainment. This is this is Billy Hallowell. Hey, it's Billy Hallowell. Welcome to the Billy Hallowell Podcast. Today, I am talking with Dr. Ronnie Floyd. He's the former head of the Southern Baptist Convention. He's also the president of the National Day of Prayer. And, you know, we we got into a lot of really intriguing subject matter, really talking about the division that's been raging in America, the chaos, the fighting, the back and forth, all of this ridiculousness that we've had going on in this country. We talk about that, as well as the need for unity. So please join me in welcoming Dr. Ronnie Floyd. Here is the interview. Hey, Dr. Floyd, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Billy. Well, thanks for coming on. You know, I wanted to to chat with you because I have been, uh, for the past few months, really intrigued by the theme of this year's National Day of Prayer, uh, which is coming up here. And, you know, I, I guess the theme really resonates with me because I think we've we've got a lot of problems in this country right now, and this is probably one of the biggest ones. And that theme is Pray for America Unity. So I wanted to ask you, why did you guys choose to go with that theme this year? You know, Billy, when we chose that theme, it was back last uh, early October, late September. And then we obviously had to get ready to release it in early November uh, at a major gathering of 300 leaders of the National Day of Prayer. And uh, I was convinced then that this was the greatest need in the country relating to calling and advancing and forwarding uh, unity in this nation. And now... When you think about what's happened in the country even since then, I am even much, uh, there's a much greater conviction of how much we need that in our country. And so I just know it. I know it's the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ for his church. I, I know it's the heart for, for any body of people. And, and we have to understand that a, a divided church cannot call a divided nation to unity. And we in the church, those of us that know Christ as Lord and Savior, we need to check our attitudes. We need to do just like the text of which we chose as our theme, and that is making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 3. We need to have the humility that as far as it depends on me, I'm going to do everything I can to advance to forward unity in my life, in my family, in my workplace, in my church, and in my nation. You know, in in hearing you say that, it's so important. As somebody who, you know, I've covered, I mean, you've been a pastor, and, and on my end, I've covered as an evangelical what is going on in the Christian world for, you know, almost a decade now, and it's been interesting working right. as a journalist and also a commentator and sort of just going in and out and talking to so many people, but also watching 2016 and watching what happened after and even of late there's so many headlines about the church being divided about evangelicals this and evangelicals that and you know who supports Trump and who doesn't at the end of the day it, it seems like there's a real deep um inability to sort of f- love one another and disagree and show some grace in doing mm-hmm. it what, how did we end up here <laughs> Well, that's a great question. You know, people can blame politics. They can blame uh, certain views or traditions in the country. But I think we need in the church, we need to start blaming ourselves. 
I mean, we need to understand that, that we need to own our own situation and our own attitude and our own sin. This is not about politics. This is about us being godly men and women and having families of integrity and families that move forward to advance unity in the family as well as unity in our country. And you're right. I mean, evangelicals have, have, have really uh, not led well in this area. We have way too many people that are, that are too divisive with their words. Polarization is uh, alive in the church, and we need Christian leaders to, to, to be humble enough to deal with where they are and wherever somebody else is, leave it alone. You know, that's between them and God. And what we need to do is take care of our own stuff, care for our own attitude, our own ministry, our own church. And we don't need to be the watchdog for everybody in this country. And we need to understand that our heart needs to represent the heart of Jesus. And, you know, people, Billy, I'm really convicted of this because we can make it, you know, people can make it um, political all they want, but it's really not about political. It's really about one thing. Am I going to be the man of God or the woman of God that God wants me to be? Because as a Christian, I'm called to a higher level. I'm called to walk where this world may not walk from time to time. I certainly don't need to reflect where the world is walking because that is walking in the vision and disunity. And you know people are people are watching us and I think the world is is watching and and that's the part of the division that is I mean the division period is sad to see in the country but in particular when people are looking at the church and they're looking at Christians to find an example I mean we should be setting that example uh, especially when Absolutely. there's disagreement of how of how we behave so I love that you chose this unity theme um what are you hoping comes out of the National Day of Prayer you know just talk to me a little bit about that what's the big hope well, one of my hopes is is that in our gatherings, we will literally pray for unity. You know, unity is supernatural. It only happens with God. Um, making, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. And we know that grace precedes the Holy Spirit in our lives. And once we experience grace, then we're gifted with the Holy Spirit at the point of salvation. And when we receive Christ in our life, then we have the Holy Spirit with us. And the Holy Spirit is the one that binds us together. The gospel is the one that binds us together. Jesus himself is the one to bind us together. And so I, I really want us to understand that we need to have a deep commitment to prayer until we see that in our generation. And we don't need to, we don't need to be shy about it. We need to be bold about it. And we need to call upon our people to pray in that regard for our country. And also, I think another thing I wish to see is I wish God would put on the put people out here in the church and and people out here in leadership in the church across America to call for unity and to raise up Christian politicians, Christian men and women in the workplace, Christian men and women in the sports world, Christian men and women in the entertainment world, young men and women in the collegiate campus and 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 youngsters in the high school campuses that we do everything we can to build a, a mentality I'm going to go to a high level. You know, one thing about it I've, I've, I've learned years ago, Billy, in my life, is that if I want to play dirty and I want to treat people horribly, or if I don't want to show dignity for all people in this world, then I'm going to constantly be in a traffic jam because that's exactly where most people live. 
But if I will take the high road, the road that God wants me to take in my life and the way I treat people, then I think it's really important for us to understand that's where you normally won't have a traffic jam at all in your life. Because God wants us to be a higher level, go the second mile, love people when they're not lovable, and do all we can to bring them together. I, I love that. I mean, it really it really does start with us. I think even one thing I've been saying to people lately is, you know, before you send the tweet, before you send the Facebook message, think about what is in it. Like, just stop and think for a minute, because I think so many of us in the Christian world have contributed to the divide. I know I have. I mean, I started my career doing commentary and fighting with people on TV. And I and I think about that and I think, OK, well, what was the purpose of that? And, and you know, I just if we all think you know, twice before we say or do something and we think about what that's reflecting. And, and then also, you know, loving people who are unlovable in the moments they're unlovable. That's right. You know, we, we live in a time where I feel like there's a lot more people saying vocally, prayer doesn't matter, prayer isn't important. You know, what, what do you say to those people who are skeptical that prayer is an answer to our problems? Well, prayer does matter because prayer uh, can change our hearts. Prayer means that anytime I pray, I'm putting my trust in God. And when I don't pray, I'm trusting in myself. And if I think I can solve America's problems, then I don't have a clue. If I think I can always solve my church's problems, I don't have a clue. Bottom line is only God is the one who has the power to do that. And what prayer does, prayer points people to God. Prayer puts our trust in God. And that's why I would tell people, regardless of who you are in life, it's important to talk to God. And, and, and God has the power to touch a situation. I tell people all the time, Billy, God can do more in a moment than you can do in a lifetime. So we need to stop wearing ourselves out. And we need to call upon God, who will do anything, anytime, anywhere, with anyone. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time today, you know, to talk about this. I think I think this is so important, and I'm excited to see uh, what unfolds, you know, during the National Day of Prayer across the country and in the days and the weeks after. I think this is it's such an important thing to continue to remind people of in a culture where so much is distracting us from the importance of things like prayer and, and faith. And any final words from you? Maybe something we haven't talked about that you wanted to drive home. Well, I would just encourage people to go to gatherings in their region. Uh, we have them all over the country by the thousands, and we just hope that people will connect in their local community, pray for America on that day. If you don't feel comfortable in a, in a gathering in your community, create your own. It's plenty of time. Get after it. Make a difference. And uh, pull together a few people who, who at least believe in prayer. You know what I find about the National Day of Prayer also, Billy, is that even uh, a man or a woman who may not know much about prayer, here's what they do know. They know that this country is broken. And they know, even though they may not know God, like some of us know God, they know that there is somebody bigger than them who has the power to solve it. And those are the kind of people that will walk into gatherings all across America uh, over, over the, on May the 3rd. And we need to pray that God works in their heart as well as work inside the church. We're going to be doing our national observance from um, Statuary Hall in the United States uh, uh, Capitol on May the 3rd uh, at 7.30 
p.m. Eastern time. It will be broadcast uh, via Daystar Television. It will be broadcast live, streamed live on nationaldayofprayer.org, as well as many radio stations across the country. And so I would just encourage people to chime in, be a part of it. Uh, We're going to see God do amazing things on May the 3rd in this country. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. It was great having this discussion. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Billy. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Billy Hallowell Podcast. Visit Billy on Facebook or Twitter at Billy Hallowell for more on faith, culture, entertainment, and plenty more.